Hey there, future friends! This week, only one of us is leaving on a spaceship, we wish we stayed out of the pool, and we learn how to grieve. This is the week of January 5th, 2024, and you are listening to Future Flicks with Billiam. That's right, everyone. Welcome to the show. It is the first episode of the year. Yay. I'm still here. I'm still doing it. Still not a multi-million dollar influencer, but you know, hey, that, that could happen anytime, right? Right? Sure. Anytime. But I am back with another show. As some of you know, who do tune into the show, if you do, thank you. If you're a first time listener, thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you for giving me a try. But as you probably figured out, I took some time off for the holidays to spend some time with my wife and our kitties watching movies and just relaxing and shit. And now I'm back. Does the first official release week of the year bring us some new amazing movies? No. No, not really. But that doesn't mean there's nothing interesting coming out. Just maybe this is a week you stay home. So I forgot if I said it on the show yet, but I have now have a TikTok channel. You can find the link in my link tree or just find me at at Billiam the Nerd. I talk about movies there. I, well, mainly talk about movies for now. I do want to start a book account, but right now I'm focusing on movies. So as I record this part right now, I'm going to simultaneously record a part for TikTok where I just introduce the show. If it's your first time listening to this podcast, Future Flicks with Billiam, let me tell you what it is I do on this show. I do one thing, and I like to think I do it pretty well. What I do is I look at all the movies coming out during the week, and I put them into two categories. The first category is the limited release section. That's every movie that's coming out that's not getting a nationwide or major streaming release. And also did nothing to catch my eye. It doesn't necessarily mean the movie is bad. It just means that based on the premise, on the cast, on the trailer, nothing really stood out to me. Could still be good, but when it comes to what you should see in the theaters or what you should put effort into seeing, maybe this isn't your jam. Maybe this isn't for you. In that section, I tell you what the movie is, what it's about, and who's in it. Maybe I'll give a thought or two, but other than that, that is it. The next section is the wide releases and interesting indies. Just like it sounds, every wide release, including streaming releases, and every indie movie that did catch my eye that made me go, hey, that looks pretty good. It may be worth a shot, even if it's a little harder to find. In that section, I tell you what the movie is, what it's about, and who's in it, but I also give my thoughts on it, and then I wrap it all up with a score, which I call the Billiams Interest Level Score, also known as the Bill Score. That score can go anywhere from a 0 for those awful-looking films to an 11 for those films that make me oh-so-happy-to-be-a-movie fan. Let's be honest, an 11 is just a fancy 10, just a 10 that makes me very happy. 
I base all of my judgments off the trailer, off the premise, off the cast, because I am not a Hollywood insider. I don't get any advanced screenings or anything like that. And I believe trailers and IMDb and things like that are how movies sell themselves to people. So I think it's perfectly okay to fully judge a movie off those. I have been wrong at times, and I am fully able to admit that I have been wrong. But again, I base my decisions off the trailer. So welcome to Future Flicks with Billiam, and I hope you stick around. Well, my future friends, let us waste no more time and jump right into the first segment, which is the limited releases. Let's start with one called Noryang Deadly Sea. This is a movie that got a limited release a little while back, and it slightly expands this week. It doesn't expand into a nationwide release, so it doesn't deserve to be in that section. Winter of 1598. The story of Yi Sun Shin's last naval battle during the Japanese invasion of Korea that happened in the Noryang Strait. It does f***ing blow my mind. Movies like this do f***ing blow my mind. Because the Japan we know now is just not that country anymore. And I know that they they still have their, their things that they get judged for. Like, I, I remember every few years this pops up where Japan tries to downplay some of the bad sh** they did in their textbooks and stuff in other countries like China and Korea, the, the countries that got affected the most by them, go, whoa, 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 slow your roll. So when movies like this come out, it does blow my mind that, oh yeah, this tiny island nation full of, you know, very, very proud, very like outwardly happy people in this day were once a gigantic military power and f- shit up. So this movie does look pretty good. It looks like it has very pretty... Okay, I don't want to call battle pretty. Very impressive looking battles. It looks visually stunning, but at the same time, even if it is an important part of history, as a movie, I will have to say, let's pass. This is a movie from South Korea. Next up is a movie called Anselm. Anselm Kiefer is one of the greatest contemporary artists. His past and present diffuse the line between film and painting thus giving a unique cinematic experience that dives deep into an artist's work and reveals his life path. This is a documentary about that guy whose name I said and totally didn't butcher. And it might be in 3D. I don't know. I couldn't find any showings of this near me, so I can't guarantee it. But what I think this is, is it might be 3D at like certain IMAX venues. And I mean like true IMAX venues like some uh, planetariums and museums have. Maybe that. So if if this interests you, maybe check it out. Who knows? Next up, we have a movie called Mayhem with with an exclamation point. Mayhem. A model prisoner's leave ends in tragedy when his past resurfaces. Fosing. Yeah, he's fosed. A model prisoner's leave ends in tragedy when his past resurfaces, forcing him to flee. He starts over in Thailand until a local criminal coerces him back into crime. After this man attacks his family, he vows revenge. This stars no one of note, but according to some random reviewer that they talked about in the trailer, this easily rivals The Raid and John Wick. Quick note, if it does, yeah, I want to see this, because The Raid and John Wick are two amazing movies. However... I'm going to take that with a grain of salt because they put the who the quote was from so small that I couldn't read it. And if someone worth a damn said it, 
No offense to whoever said it. I bet they're great. I bet they have a lot of followers somewhere or a lot of people reading their paper. But if it was someone really big and impressive, you would have blown that shit up. It looks like a basic action film. Very skippable. Next up is a movie called Weak Layers. Three party-loving best friends set out to win a ski movie competition. An uproarious comedy that takes on the male-dominated ski industry. This stars Jaden Wong from Scorpion. I, I don't... It blows my mind that it is a male-dominated sport, because I can't think of a single male skier. In fact, I can only think of one skier, and that's Peekaboo Street, because, well, that name. So the next movie in this episode, I want to use as an example of who really puts out these, these premises for these movies on IMDb. I really wonder, like, who... Whose idea was this one? Okay, just just listen to this. This movie is called He Went That Way, set for limited release this week, the week of the uh, of the fifth. A journey of curious tensions and bonds between two and at times three interesting characters, all on their own path. What did that say? What what did that trailer trailer? What did that premise tell you about the movie? Nothing. Not a damn thing. It didn't say anything about the movie. After watching the trailer, I can give a brief synopsis that's a thousand times better. A young criminal hitches a ride with a washed-up chimpanzee handler as they travel across America looking for work. That gives you a much better idea what this movie's about. It doesn't look very good. It looks like it could be interesting, but also could miss 100%, which is why I put it in the limited section. It doesn't really look worth your time, or my time. But this stars Jacob Elordi from Euphoria. Zachary Quinto from Star Trek, and Patrick J. Adams from Suits. And that that's a great cast uh, right there, but still, looks like a waste of time. If I sounded weird right there and repeated stuff, I recorded another TikTok, so uh, that's why. Next up, my friends, is a movie called Roadkill. Vengeance rides the open road when a young woman traveling alone encounters a renegade drifter and ends up in a fight for her life. This stars Caitlin Carmichael from Dwight in Shining Armor. After that, we have the first of two movies about ex-CIA operatives, and they both have similar names. So let's start with the first one called The Painter. An ex-CIA operative is thrown back into dangerous into a dangerous world when a mysterious woman from his past resurfaces. Now exposed and targeted by a relentless killer and a rogue black ops program, he must rely on skills he thought he left behind. This stars Charlie Weber from How to Get Away with Murder, Madison Bailey from Outer Banks, John Voight from Anaconda, Marie Avgerpolis, I think, from The 100, Luisa de Oliveira, I think, also from The 100, and Jason Gray Stanford from Monk. Monk, which recently had a, a, a streaming movie come out, uh, Monk's, Mr. Monk's Last Case or something like that, goes straight to Peacock, so there you go. And the next movie, The Bricklayer, an ex-CIA agent is reactivated when an extortionist targets the agency. This stars Aaron Eckhart from Thank You for Smoking, Nina Dobrev from The Final Girls, Clifton Collins Jr. from Traffic, and Tim Blake Nelson from Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? I almost put this movie in the wide releases and interesting indie section because of that f***ing phenomenal cast. Out of those four, Nina Dobrev is the weakest link, and I like her. The few things I've seen her in, I, and I have liked her. And if that's the weakest link in all of those people, that's pretty damn good. However, 
the trailer, it just didn't do it for me. But what I meant by uh, how these movies are a little similar, it's one called The Painter, the other called The Bricklayer. If you remember that movie with Jason Statham, The Mechanic. We also have The Gray Man, The Born movies, you know, The Born Identity, The Born Supremacy, The Born Ultimatum, The Good Shepherd. Okay, those last few were kind of pushing it. I, I do admit, I'm sorry. I was pushing it with those just to look for more, uh, look for more examples, but... This week alone, having The Painter and The Bricklayer and remembering the movie The Mechanic, it just seems like there's a theme. So my future friends, that is it for the first half of the show. Let us go on a small break as we hear a word from my friends and your friends, or all of our friends. We're all friends. At the Somewhat Nerdy Radio Podcast and, and, we're doing fine with Robbie and Lisa. Please stay tuned. Are you looking for a nerd podcast that touches on every walk of nerd culture? Well, look no further. Somewhat Nerdy Radio is the podcast for you. We cover nerd culture, news, new movie reviews, bad movie reviews, video games, comics, with sprinkles of nerdy nostalgia throughout. Somewhat Nerdy Radio is a flagship podcast of the Somewhat Nerdy Podcast Network. Find us on every podcast app or stream it on somewhatnerdy.com. Good journey, nerds. Hi, I'm Lisa. And I'm Robbie. And we host a show called We're, We're Doing, Doing Fine. Fine. We're friends from across the ocean. I'm from Scotland. And I'm from California. Join us every week as we chat about biscuits. You mean cookies. Brexit. Whatever's going on here. Who knows? Almost dying. Why we're single. Popular culture. And basically everything and anything that can distract us from this postmodern hellscape we're all living in. Because We're, we're Doing, doing Fine. Fine. All right, we are back. We are back with the wide releases and interesting indies. Two interesting indies that I thought were worth a mention. They almost didn't make it, but I only had three movies in this section before them. So it, that kind of pushed them over the edge. They were that close to the line. So let's start with one called Some Other Woman. Limited, of course. A woman whisked away to a tropical island for her husband's work. Later, she encounters a strange woman who takes her life where the reality begins to unravel. What? I just realized that's kind of... Okay, okay, let me try reading that again. A woman whisked away to a tropical island for her husband's work, later encounters a strange woman who takes her life where the reality begins to unravel. Okay, the first part was my fault. I just said that first part weird. But the second part, that, that doesn't make sense, right? But anyway, kind of reminds me of like single white female where we have this woman... And this other woman's kind of slipping into their lives and slowly taking things over. But this one has a bit more of a psychological aspect to it. Oh, I didn't tell you who's in it. Okay, this stars Amanda Crew from Silicon Valley, Tom Felton from Rise of the Planet of the Apes, and Ashley Green from Twilight. One of the most interesting characters in Twilight, and frankly, who the movie should have been about. One of them, at least. And the books. Basically, anyone but Bella and Edward. That's what I'm saying. So we have this this woman and her husband. They go on this uh, tropical island. Her husband's there for work, but it's kind of like a vacation. She sees this woman, and more and more, this woman keeps popping up. And then more and more, the husband's like, I'm not sure if Tom Felton's gaslighting her or what kind of situation it is, but it's more like the the uh, the woman played by Amanda Crew, or is it actually Green? I can't remember. the The main woman the wife to the to Tom Felton is, it feels like she's going crazy at one point, but the thing is, who's going crazy? Is it her 
Or is this all gaslighting and there's some other plan? I think thrillers like this are at the very least entertaining, and it could be worth a shot. Watch at home, of course, once it comes to streaming. It doesn't seem like it's worth your time to go to the theaters to see. Some Other Woman gets a 6 out of 11. Next up, my friends, is a movie called Race for Glory, another limited release in the final one of the week. Inspired by true events that occurred during the fierce rivalry between Germany, Audi, and Italy. Lancia or Lancia? I, I, I don't know. Lancia. At the 1983 Rally World Championships. This stars Ricardo Semarcio or Semarchio or some. I, I don't know. I'm sorry. From John Wick Chapter 2, Daniel Brühl from The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and maybe Haley Bennett? Maybe? From The Devil All the Time. So when I said maybe Haley Bennett, let me explain. Because when I looked this up on IMDb, it stars Daniel Brühl, Brühl and Ricardo, whatever his name is. And Haley Bennett is nowhere to be found. If you go to the YouTubes and you watch the trailer, Haley Bennett is listed. There she is. I'm looking at her face right now with the name Haley Bennett right next to her. And if you go to her personal IMDb page, Race for Glory is nowhere on it. So I'm wondering if like she, they made the trailer before the movie was done and she had to pull out or something and they replaced her or maybe that her IMDb has just not been updated or something. I don't know, but either way, maybe she's in it, but she's not the main character either way. If you liked Ford versus Ferrari, or if you liked Ferrari, this could be for you because it's, it's, it's the same thing. You know, basically just this, just this movie about racing and some sort of underdog who has to overcome it. And it's all based on reality. So it doesn't look bad, but just like some other women or some other woman, it looks like it's 100% skippable until you happen to stumble upon it sometime. Race for Glory gets a six out of 11. All right, my friends, three movies left. So let's talk about Foe on Amazon. Foe show. I'm sorry, I'll never do that again. Hen and Junior farm a secluded piece of land that has been in Junior's family for generations. But their quiet life is thrown into turmoil when an uninvited stranger shows up at their door with a startling proposal. This stars Saoirse Ronan from Little Women, Paul Mescal from Normal People, and Aaron Pierre from Krypton. And his proposal is, hey, Hen, why don't you change your name? I'm sorry, that's, it's just a weird name. Okay, what the proposal is, is a movie with Ryan Reynolds and Sandra Bullock. I'm kidding again. What the proposal that this guy has for Saoirse Ronan and Paul Mescal is, hey, uh, this planet's kind of dying. Things are, are funky. Uh, I want you to go into space and like join us, work for us or something, and you'll get to get, to get off this planet where things are better. But... Just you, Paul Mescal. Just you, not Saoirse Ronan. Uh, she can go get f***ed. And I think this looks pretty damn good. Uh, I had never heard of Paul Mescal before Normal People. And even though I haven't finished watching it, my, my wife and I started it, we never finished. I, I saw all I needed to see to know that he is a good actor. And now we're putting him alongside Saoirse Ronan, who is also fantastic. And this just... It, this just speaks to me. It, this film has A24 indie vibes to it, even though it's going straight to Amazon. 
And the good kind of A24 indie vibes where you're like, hey, this looks like it could be really good versus really pretentious. And I love movies like this because it shows us how wonderful genre movies are, especially like sci-fi and fantasy, because you can get so much out of it. You can get an artsy feeling movie like this one out of the sci-fi genre. So the good news is this is coming straight to Amazon. So if you did not want to leave your house this week, you don't have to because you probably already have Prime or know someone else who has it and thus could watch it for free. Foe gets a 7 out of 11. Next up is the only nationwide release of the week, a movie called Night Swim. A woman swimming in her pool at night is terrorized by an evil spirit. That's a terrible premise. So well, let me tell you who's in it, then I'll give you a better idea of what the movie's about. This stars Carrie Condon from The Banshees of Inishern, which is a f***ing wonderful movie if you haven't seen it, and Wyatt Russell from The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So Night Swim is about this family who moves into this house, and they they see that the house is a pool. But the thing is, it's been drained and inactive for almost a decade, for, for a long time. And they're like, why, like, why could this possibly be? Let's fill it up and use it. But then weird things start happening, and their kid starts noticing weird things. And oh, guess what? The f***ing pool is haunted. Well, shit. And by filling the pool up, we kind of reawoke this thing. Whoa. So this is done by Bloomhouse. And I like Bloomhouse. I, I do trust them. It's also, I think James Wan was attached to this. Let me double check. Yes, produced by Jason Blum uh, and James Wan. This is apparently based on a short film by Rod Blackhurst and Bryce McGuire. And direct. this is fully directed by Bryce McGuire. So even though all signs point to this being a good horror, j just based on who's behind it, the premise to me is just a little too goofy. Like, if, if all it took was... If draining the pool kept this evil spirit at bay, f***ing drain the pool again. Like, they better have a good reason in the movie to not drain the pool again. And yeah, cool. I will I will be on board. Like, if, if they have a convincing reason, I'm down. I'll check this out. I'll probably check it out anyway. But like I always say, if, if you've listened to the show for a while, you'll notice I comment on this every year that in January, sometimes even February, we get a lot of horror movies. Why? I don't fucking know. Could be that they have less competition. Like, this is the only big movie coming out in theaters this week. But I don't know why they don't save it for closer to spooky time. I, I know we don't want the muck market flooded, but also if you've listened to the show for a while, you know that we don't actually get a lot of horrors in theaters in October. Why? I don't know. Crazy Pants McGee reasons. Why? That's why. But I would fully wait for this movie to watch it at home and watch it when it's spooky season. I would skip this in the theaters, and that's why it gets a 6.5 out of 11. But the movie this week, my friends, the pick of the week, which makes me say, hey, friends, if you want to see a good movie this week, this is your best chance, is a movie called Good Grief. This is a Netflix original. When his husband unexpectedly dies, Mark's world shatters, sending him and his two best friends on a soul-searching trip to Paris that reveals some hard truths they each needed to face. This co-stars... Ruth Nega from Loving, Himish Patel from Yesterday, Luke Evans from Dracula Untold, 
Celine Emery from the Best Exotic Marigold Hotel, and David Bradley from The World's End, and stars and is also written and directed by Dan Levy, who chooses to go by Daniel Levy in this one. Hey, so do you feel like crying? If you feel like crying, if you said yes, yes, I could use some tears, yes, I could leak from my face, check this movie out. It looks like it's the right choice for you then. As well as looking like just a good movie. And sometimes we do need to watch movies about grief because everyone grieves differently. Because the more examples we see on TV and in movies and in books of people grieving, the better chances we have of representing everyone. So maybe someone could watch something and go, oh, hey, that is my experience. Because when uh, when my grandpa died, uh, my grandpa on my mom's side, who I was super, super close with, he basically co-raised me. I cried the first night and then didn't really cry a lot until randomly one day I was driving around and just burst into tears. I don't even know why. And it wasn't even that I was trying to stay strong. I just, there was nothing. And to me, that was weird at the time. And after talking to other people, I realized, oh, other people do have similar experiences. But talking about grief aside, this does look like a good film. I I know Netflix is really hit or miss with what they do. And I think this is a good one. I think it's a good one because we have a movie that was thought up by and directed by and starring Daniel Levy, who, who Schitt's Creek was fantastic. And he was one of the best parts of Happiest Season, I think, which is a a Hulu uh, Christmas movie. This looks like it's worth your time if you're willing to watch something a little heavier. And that main cast, the main three, Daniel Levy, Ruth Negga, Hamish Patel, fantastic. I love that. This is why it's my pick of the week, and good grief, gets an 8 out of 11. Well, my future friends, thank you for tuning in. As always, I appreciate the support, even if it's your first episode, even if it's your millionth episode. Not million, this is episode uh, 302. So I appreciate it. Let me know what you think. Reach out to me. Just say, hey, just go, hey, I I think this movie sounds great. Or I disagree with your thoughts on this, and here's why. Great, I'd love to hear it. Please don't forget to give the show all the stars wherever you can. I would appreciate a rating on Apple Podcasts. I'd appreciate a rating on Spotify. Those are the main two. But if however you're listening to the show has a way to rate it, I'd appreciate a rating. Please don't forget to show the friends of the show some love, the Somewhat Nerdy Radio Podcast, and we're doing fine with Bobby and Lisa. And check out my TikTok. I'm doing things. I, I have tens and tens of viewers But my future friends, please remember that no matter where life takes you, no matter what your week has in store, just take some time to catch a flick. I'm Billion from Somewhat Nerdy signing off, and I'll see you in the future.